Welcome to the School Business Leadership Podcast. This is the first episode of the Summer of CPD podcast series, and we are going all in. Yes, today we are talking about Inbox Zero. Is it doable? Is it worth it? Where should you start? How long does it take? And can it be maintained? All the answers you've been looking for are right here. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Layla Tovey and Richard Page. Regular listeners will remember Layla from episode eight, where she spoke about raising the profile of the profession and National SPL Day. You can find a link to that episode plus more about Layla in the show notes. But as a quick refresher, or for those who don't know anything about her, Layla is the Managing Director of School Business Services and has worked in education for over 20 years, primarily in finance and MIS roles. Richard is the Operations Director at SBS and has worked in education for nearly nine years after making a conscious decision to move away from the banking industry in order to make a positive difference. At SBS, he is responsible for the operational success of software, ICT, MAS and finance. Layla and Richard are joining me today to talk about a hot SBL topic, Inbox Zero. Welcome, Layla and Richard. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. You may have listened to a recent podcast where we talked about Inbox Zero, and it's definitely something that we feel as SBLs is a really high mountain to climb. What is your view on this? Every day, I kind of, it sounds a bit sad, but I kind of strive for Inbox Zero, or at the very least around Inbox One or Two. But I think the place to start is how you actually get there in the first place. And I feel really strongly that you've got to put the time in at the very beginning to get anywhere near being able to do it. Um, so I actually learned from Rich. So he's the expert on this and I'll let him um, sort of give his side in a minute. But I remember him saying, oh, th- this is what my inbox looks like. And I thought, wow, that's weird. <laughs> um, that's not <laughs> something I could ever do. And he was like, go for it, just try it and have some tips, which obviously we've both got some tips to share. I dedicated a day and it was during the summer holidays. I literally mm. spent an entire day on email solid, which sounds awful. Um, but by the end of the day, I literally had nothing in my inbox. And from that point, which was about four years ago, it's been the same ever since. Of course, it's not always zero, um, but that that's the aim to get to by the end of the day. I think I think that's a really good point you make, Leila. It's you know, inbox zero won't always be possible, but it has to be the goal in order for you to achieve it. So you you have to accept that it's not going to be achievable all the time. But if you mm. make if you set that as your goal, then you're always going to have a manageable inbox, and it's it's always going to appear less daunting. I think I think the thing for me is a mindset, and what. I often see with a lot of people that I work with and have worked with in the past is you've got to get away from this idea that the the more emails you have in the inbox, the busier you are and actually shift that mindset to look at it and think, actually, having less emails is a really good thing. And it doesn't mean I'm any less busy than anyone else. Does it make you more efficient working that way? Do you know some people use their inboxes as to do lists or you know their flagging items and things like that? How do you get around that? That's exactly how I work, Laura. Um, my inbox is my to do list. I've tried countless other things in the past pieces of paper, pads, I've tried applications, 
and I ultimately always come back to my, using my inbox. If if mm. an, uh, if there's an action item that's urgent or if there's an action item that is pending, inevitably it will stay in my inbox, although I do have some other tips, and we'll go into those later, I'm sure, as to how I go about managing those just to manage what's in my inbox. Because the other thing to consider when you're looking at your inbox, we've well, got countless items in there. Things can get lost and they fall off your radar. Yeah. So there's there's the, you know, you, you, there's a risk, an element of risk there by having loads of things in your inbox as well. What I was going to add is just a bit of context around volume because I mm. thought if I was listening to this, I might make a bit of an assumption that maybe the likes of Rich and I don't get that many emails. So um, we're both able to dip into our Office 365 admin centre so we can see kind of totals of email traffic and Microsoft Teams traffic across the business. So, yeah, context is that Rich and I receive the most emails in the business. So we've got over 80 people in our business. And last month, we received just shy of 3,000. So we broke it down last wow. night. We're stats nerds, or, or I certainly am. <laughs> Uh, so it's just under 150 every working day and around 20 an hour. So the volumes we're dealing with are, are pretty decent, I would say. So mm. 150 a day is no mean feat to, to clear down. But yeah, agree with Rich, the kind of mindset is the thing. And for me, what is key is sometimes people see email as noise or interference in your day. And yeah. My view on that is email is your day. You're doing lots of things in your day, but email is just one critical part of that. So email is your work rather than a distraction from your work. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Because like you say, a lot of people say, oh, all these emails are I'm meant to be doing other things, but I have to stop and answer emails. But yeah, they are part of the work if you think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think a lot of a lot of the idea of emails is embracing the new technologies. And I think a lot of that has helped with the pandemic and working from home in a lot of instances and more hybrid working conditions and a need to embrace the likes of Teams and Google uh, Hangouts and and other solutions such as Zoom. So what I've actually started doing now is if I get an email that I think that could have been that could have been just a quick discussion on a Teams a Teams chat or something, then what I tend to do is I I, I take the email and I'll reply on one of the other messaging solutions you know right. you go careful in some cases certain emails need to be documented but if they don't and it just encourages people to sort of think the next time they send an email what what format can they use and i know some people say well that's just more things to to monitor and look at but it's 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 about it's about shifting your your, your mindset as to if i'm going to use my inbox as a to-do list or as a a means to sort of plan my day then i want as only the only the only the critical or urgent or top things coming into that inbox everything else that is chatty can go elsewhere yeah. just as you're talking there, i'm thinking in terms of using your inbox as a to-do list do you reduce that noise by maybe creating rules and putting things in different files layla certainly does do you want to talk about what you do layla yeah, this is like my top tip. Um, but it's interesting because Rich and I have got a very different set of top tips. Um, so you can kind of, we'll go through them and you can pick your faves. I have a, a number of rules where I automatically mark as read and move into a folder certain emails. And 
it might be that those are all emails from a particular person. So maybe that's a person mm. I have a lot of dialogue with, or it might be from a sort of department. So let's say finance, for example, I have something on the ribbon that is um, a quick step. So it's, it's folders. So I'll have the finance folder shown as a quick step. And if I click on that, when I've got an email highlighted, that email goes straight into that box and marked as read. Now, the reason I can often do that is because one of my other things is I've always got the preview pane on. So yeah. I can click on a message. It might be really quick. I read it in the preview pane and then I click on the quick step and it just files it away and marks it as read. So I have about eight of those quick steps for, for my most prolific email people, if you know what I mean. And um, that really works for me. That's a very quick and easy way of moving stuff out of your inbox. Yeah, I mean, that that is, that's great. And I've seen Layla use it and I, I, I've i not adopted it yet, but I, I'm going to consider it. I mean, one thing that one thing that I tend to tend to do is I, I ensure that nothing gets filed away into a into a folder without being marked as read. So if you look down my list of folders in my in my Outlook application, everything is read. Everything is read mm. without fail. Everything is read in my inbox as well, because that shows that in my own mind, I've got everything covered. I know what is I can I can see what's coming and what's new and what I haven't looked at yet. That's that's important to me. I also always ensure my inbox is ordered, so the oldest items are at the bottom, so I can clearly see what's been sitting waiting for longest. Doesn't mean it needs to be addressed first, but it always acts as a reminder for me. The other thing which I tend to do, which maybe this is just a little bit weird, I don't know, but I think one of the most difficult things with email is when conversations branch out and by that I mean when you have a chain going to and from with multiple people on discussing and adding their adding their thoughts and and, and what have you then somebody at some point will reply out of all out, out of the chronological order maybe two emails again yeah. and all of a sudden you think that's important and it's not on the chain and suddenly you've got these multiple thoughts and emails branching off in different directions. So what I tend to do when, when that chain stopped and I'm, and I'm thinking, right, okay, well, there's an action on me later and I want to have reference to all of that. I don't want five or six emails in my inbox. I will send myself an email titled with what needs to, what I need to do or the, the, the topic that was of the discussion and attach all those emails and send it to right. myself. So rather than have five or six sitting in my inbox, I'll have one. And I find that works really well. So it's not even just a to-do list, it's a filing system, isn't it? Yeah. And I'll go a step further. In some cases, I know that's an action item for me, but I think I don't need to actually do that for a week. So rather than send myself an email, what I'll do is I'll actually create a calendar item and attach all those emails for the date that I need to address it, and then nothing's in my inbox. Got you. Yeah, I like that. And it's hard, isn't it, I think, when you're getting emails and you're CC'd into things for your information that you don't have to do anything with, but the amount of emails I know SBLs get copied into, which is just noisy stuff, is ridiculous. What do you do with those? It depends whether I've got an action, actually. If it's just for reference, I'll file it into a relevant um, folder, so my my Outlook uh, folder structure mirrors my mirrors my Office three six five folder structure, so it's always consistent. I mean, I'm I'm, talk, I'm being extreme now. I mean, I do operate like that, 
but I will always ensure that it's filed away in the relevant folder. If it's something I think I need to check up on that in a month, in a, in, in a week's time or two weeks' time to make sure that's happened, again, I'll just create myself a quick reminder in my mm. in my calendar and attach the relevant email. And that's me following up on it in a week's later. I don't keep it in my inbox because, you know, ultimately, if I've got an inbox that's out of control, what, what, what's going to act as a better reminder? One email amongst three or four hundred or a calendar pop-up on the date and time that you need to address it. Yeah. So it's using your email as a central pot of information or a central source of information. And then, like you say, attaching it to other systems that will serve you better. Yeah, it's almost like using your email as a filter. So everything's like all the water's coming in. There's a funnel of information coming in. Your email is that sort of your line of defense, if you like. And then as it trickles Mm. through, you decide where to put it. So it's not just creating electronic rules and putting things into automatic folders or doing quick step. It's how you apply your own rules to what comes in as well, isn't it? You have your own processes to deal with all the different types of categories of emails that you receive. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to be disciplined as well when you're doing this. Just to underline that as well, um, I do the same thing. Creating reminders in Outlook is a very complementary feature, if you like, of striving for an inbox zero. So I do exactly the same thing as Rich is describing, although I don't attach the emails. And I read that on his top tips and I thought I will do that from now on. But yeah, mm-hmm. filing that message away into the relevant folder and making yourself a, a reminder for one, two weeks time, you'll come back to that email. You'll know where it is, um, but it doesn't have to sit in your inbox. And I think fundamentally, a, a busy, packed inbox is quite stressful. I think yeah. most people would look at that and feel stress <laughs> so yeah. the, the more you've cleared out of that you've still got everything and actually it's easier to find in folders than it is in an inbox and i think it's just just approaching it in that way i think i think another point actually as well is there's i think there's a misconception amongst some people that if you want to use the search function in outlook then stuff has to sit in your inbox that's not the case so now mm-hmm. it's now the search function in Outlook application has improved so much that you can literally search a text string and it will go across and look at everything, every single email within your Outlook application for that text string. So the fact that the that the functionality is forever improving with um, Outlook and other Office and Google products, and I, I, I do talk Google as well because the same the same functionality works in Google and Gmail. It's fantastic. But mm. the fact that that's now working even better sort of points to the to the idea that you can actually um, start filing away emails more. You know, it's safe from the knowledge that you don't even need to remember which folder you've filed them in. Does this system mean that you have to check your emails more regularly? That is a good question. Um, email is an integral part of our business. I mean, you can probably gather that by by the volumes that I mentioned at the beginning. It is fundamental to the way we operate. So we probably are on it and checking it quite a lot. Having said that, though, I don't have the um, little notification alerts on because I find those a distraction. So Mm. I can see an envelope on my desktop application when I've got an email, but I'm not drawn to it because it's not popping up and telling me who's just sent me something. So I think for me, it does work to kind of compartmentalise the time that I do email. Because otherwise, you can't get the meaty, projecty stuff done. 
So I think you ha you have to uh, divert your attention from email to do something else. Go back to it. So I don't. No, I don't think it does actually. Just talking out loud, thinking it through. I don't know what you think, Rich. I completely agree with you. I think it's important that you do set yourself times away from email, and I do tend to do that because. If you're constantly keeping an eye on email, then you're constantly getting your attention diverted and your productivity drops. So it's back to this mindset we were talking about before, isn't it? Email is a part of the work and it's something that we need to deal with. But if we deal with it in a particular way, we don't have to worry if we're stepping away from it. Because by the time we get back to it, we know exactly how we're going to deal with it. Absolutely. I think that's summed up what we just said, I think. <laughs> and think of it like this as well, Dora. I mean, I don't mind taking an hour or two hours away from email because when I come back I haven't got this huge daunting inbox yeah I'm going to have maybe 15 20 30 emails sitting there but that's my to do that's what I'm, that's part of my job that's what I look through I haven't got 330 or 430 emails sitting there so coming back it's actually quite a pleasant experience saying, right okay that's what I've got to look at it's clear you know there's no noise in there the other thing I wanted to mention was around um, the cultural approach of the organisation to email. So I did just say that we, we are quite busy with email. It's, it's a fundamental to our business. However, we are very clear about emails outside of hours. Now, that's right. easier for some organisations than others. You've got to have um, a collective acceptance and push to work towards that. Um, I think, you know, we can strive for inbox zero because generally speaking, there's not going to be much that comes in at the end, after the end of the working day because we all respect one another's downtime and mm. an email can be sent, you know, you can send yourself an email if you want to remember it and then send it on to everyone else in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. You know, that's got so many knock-on impacts, hasn't it, to people's mental health and well-being. We did years ago slip into a little bit of out of hours emailing on on issues, and that is stressful. I think if you're if you dip into your email after you've clocked off for the day, you know maybe on your phone, and then you suddenly see a thread of five six emails, that is stress. So we don't do that, and that's almost like one of the key starting points to encourage that across your organisation not to email out of hours. I suppose it also removes the temptation to check. If you know that no one's going to be emailing, there's no need to check. Absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you can also, you can also um, schedule the send of an email. So you can create the email and hit send, but schedule it to send nine o'clock the next morning. So it's off your to-do, it's off your mind. You've taken care of it, safe in the knowledge. It's going to get sent, but it's going to get sent to a colleague at a respectable time. I think the psychological benefits of having inbox zero, or at least as close to zero as possible, as we're saying, it's about being able to take control of it, isn't it? Because I think a lot of SPLs, you know, it feels like you say the water's coming in and the ship is sinking. We can only take so much information. We've only, only managed so many emails. We haven't got time to sit and read them all. We don't know where to file them. And I think if we can say, actually, we know exactly what we're going to do with this. And when we look it's as clear as it can be. It's like, you know, tidy desk, you know, with the tidy desk idea. Yeah. You know, you've got tidy desk yeah. and tidy mind. You know, it's the same thing with your inbox, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I know there'll be people that say, but my day isn't all email and I have people walk up to me and, you know, they take my time as well and I'm, I'm getting it from all angles. And yeah, absolutely, I get that as well. I, I mean, Layla probably gets that more than more than anyone else, but that's just where you've got to be disciplined with your time on email and your time on uh, FaceTime as well when you're speaking to people face-to-face. You know, it's, it's, it's challenging and I, you know, I, SBLs, I've, I've I've worked in enough offices from days to days in, in, in busy school offices and with the uh, school business leaders and finance managers and what and you know going there and chatting to them and they <laughs> every every three or four minutes someone's talking in and coming in and talking to them yep. and re- requesting something so I think I think yeah it is it is a special challenge that SBLs have but it does happen across all businesses maybe more so with SBLs I, I, I completely accept that completely accept that but that just makes me feel that they could benefit even more from the concept of inbox zero and be really disciplined with email i think it's important for people to think this is achievable this is not just unique to um mine and rich's circumstances i think the investment of time up front gets you in the right position to be able to maintain it i suppose as well the idea of inbox zero feels like a challenge that if you don't achieve that you feel like a failure and that if there is an email in your inbox it's oh well we can't do that and then the emails pile up again you know (laughs) so I suppose it's again it's a mindset issue we're we're, we're approaching this from like you say it's ongoing thing it don't beat yourself up if you don't achieve it but actually it's how you contain it and take control of the information that is coming into it yeah it's one of my tips it's strive for it but don't beat yourself Mm. up if you don't achieve it every day yeah absolutely do you know what ironically Laura so I'm on leave after this today but my, I hadn't, I hadn't achieved inbox zero for four or five days because I had lots of things piling up. And I thought, right, okay, I'm going to really manage my inbox really well today. And I, this was yesterday. And the last thing I had in my email when I when I signed off yesterday was your email with details of what I need to do to log into this call. Right. So, yeah. so after this call, I will have inbox zero. Yay. <laughs> I don't have inbox zero. I'm gonna to have to admit it now. I have not got inbox zero, but you are inspiring me to do it, you know? <laughs> oh I I was um gonna say about when you're approaching it. So let's say for you, Laura, when you think, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a crack at this, I'm gonna devote some time. Same principle applies to people if they've put all that investment of time in, but then maybe gone off for a week like Rich, and then you come back and obviously feel a little bit like you're back to square one. A really good tip when you've got a large volume of emails in your inbox is to sort them by subject. Because then mm. what you'll see is all those threads, all those clustered conversations, that's a good way to shift a lot out in one go. Because um, probably you only really need to read the most recent ones. And also to sort by sender, because to be frank, there are some people who send a lot of emails that maybe aren't that useful. and you can shift all of those in one go as well so some of those tips just sort in your inbox when you're trying to clear it down is a good way to sort of whittle through so the first step for me I think is going to be looking at my emails and saying actually first of all what do I need to delete because there's no point sorting if you're starting off with 20% junk or whatever the percentage may be yeah Mm. yeah so that's if you do sort by sender you'll see all those really easily so I'm thinking of an example. I get a daily update from gov.uk around changes to um, financial sort of in schools and academies things. 
I'll read that and then I'll delete it because I know it's on gov.uk. I don't need to keep that either. So I think there's we all get a lot of emails like that. That there is an inclination to think, oh, I better keep that. Well, if it's sitting out there on the internet, you don't need it in your inbox. So be brutal. You have permission to delete. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? As well, I've just, I've just, I've just sort of thought of this, and it's a real basic one. You can set up some really good rules in Outlook and Gmail. So if you have consistent emails that you think I do need to keep that, but I don't need to look at it each time because I know that they come in on a regular basis and I might need to reference them from time to time. You can set up rules so they never even hit your inbox. They automatically file away in a specific folder. Yeah, they can divert, can't they? I have yeah. heard of that. You can just divert them before they even, like you say, land in your inbox that you have to even think about, but you'll know where to find them yeah. because you may need them. I've, I've, got it, I've got it on for a few things because I know from time to time I might need to go back and reference some of those emails. So all I do is I, I, think, it, I think it's for specific automated emails that might come in from one of our systems that is important but i think i don't need to see it every time so i've set up a rule that says if it comes from this address and it's got this texturing in the title mark it as red and file it in this folder becky hall our head of marketing does that a lot so she also receives a huge amount of emails and she gets lots of emails from suppliers and partners now some of those will be a higher priority than others but she does use that rule she's very disciplined with that i suppose it's also being disciplined about what emails you subscribe to so again maybe part of the process is going through and unsubscribing if you are getting emails that you think i don't even know where they came from <laughs> that's so true i have to do that a lot with my gmail you know <laughs> yeah you've ordered something haven't you and then suddenly they're messaging you every other day about the latest 20 percent off you think this is just really annoying. I need to unsubscribe. Yeah. But it's effort. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It just takes a little one minute extra effort, but it will save you loads of noise. I agree completely with Layla. I was going to say exactly the same. It's more my Gmail that that happens. I find I find that happening a lot. But yeah, I do always take the time to think, oh, get in this email again. I'm just going to unsubscribe. Just going to unsubscribe. And I think that's a really powerful tool as well. But like Layla says, it's so easy just to think oh, it's there it's happening i haven't got time to unsubscribe but it is an investment it takes you two minutes to unsubscribe from an email less than that and if it means you're going to save 30 emails over the next month then you know it's time well spent it adds up doesn't it when you think about it yeah yeah it really does and it's just adding to that noise and in my mind and i know i keep coming back to it it's just adding to that noise and in my mind noise creates a risk that you're going to miss something important so if someone's listening and thinking, okay, you've convinced me, I'm going to give this a go. You've said they need approximately a day probably to really get to the, the crux of it and get to inbox zero. Where would they start with that? Is it literally like we said, just start deleting and then start sorting? Then is it creating the files? What does the process look like broadly? Go on, Layla, because you've gone through that process. <laughs> yeah, definitely assign the day. It's, it's so worthwhile. What what could be more rewarding? I mean, I sound such a nerd saying that, but th this is a real great achievement once you get to the end of it. And I often think of the metaphor, it's like the washing up. If you've just left the washing up, stack, 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 <laughs> how good are you going to feel when that's all clear and put away? That's a good feeling, yeah. right? So dedicate the day, start with the folder structure. Okay, so that might even take a load of the time. Yeah, because you might need to completely reinvent your existing folder structure, shift stuff over. So I would start there. Otherwise, you've got an uphill battle from the get-go. 
And then my personal way of doing it would be to sort by sender, clear out the nonsense, and then sort by subject so that you can shift stuff en masse into folders. That would be my approach. And whilst you're doing that, make notes of what you're moving in mass. Make notes of what you need to see and what you don't need to see, because those notes, you can come back and create those rules that we were speaking about earlier. Mm, Good point. Then moving forward, it's about maintaining your own personal set of rules and saying, right, how am I going to treat each email that comes in? So you've got the clean slate, you've got inbox zero, and then it's, okay, so how am I going to treat this email? Where am I going to put that? Can that be on another system? Does that need to move into my calendar? Yeah, absolutely. When do I need to revisit this? When do I need to look at it? And and if it's in the next day, if it's by the end of the day, leave it in your inbox. But if it's two weeks away, a week away, create a calendar notification and attach that email to that and then file the email away. The other thing I was going to say is to customise the ribbon, so the menu at the top. Now, by default, the desktop application, which I know, Rich, that's one of your tips, isn't it, to use that rather than the the browser version. Definitely. Um, that ribbon uh, along the top comes with a lot of things that you probably never use. And you can easily customise that by right-clicking and customise the ribbon. Take out all, this, all the little clicks and buttons you're never going to use and then optimise mm. the ones that you are. And that just speeds up the process it just makes you a little bit more efficient in in filing things away for example it is literally setting up a filing system and applying rules for that filing system isn't it so inbox zero isn't just emptying the inbox it's actually like you say how you maintain that empty inbox and apply those rules that you've put in place during that process absolutely and this is why i alluded to your document storage your document um filing you never have all your documents sitting around in one central area do you you don't know when, when you create a, when you create a new word document or a new excel document you don't just save it and it sits all together you file them all proper way properly file them into logical areas so why should your email be any different any more top tips so um for outlook i would always favor the desktop application as Layla alluded to I just think it's it's easier to navigate at the moment the, the the web app is always improving I think gmail is nice and easy anyway so you know we, we're aware that schools will use one or the other but still the concept of inbox zero does exist but if you're using outlook I would always favor the desktop application again I would have a folder structure that matches your document and uh, document filing structure as well um, oh, and and if I had to, if I had to give one real good tip, and it, this is one that not necessarily directly related to Inbox Zero, but I found it's really worked for me in terms of my health and well-being, and has allowed me to sleep better. What I always used to struggle with was when I sent an email and knowing that somebody needed to do an action, but I was concerned about whether that would get followed up. Yes, by all means, do a do a calendar item. But at the same time, don't be scared to CC yourself as well. So don't, don't chase inbox zero to the detriment of your own sanity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Because like you say, what, there are things that often don't get resolved completely just by one 
you know, back and forth. They, they can go on for a while or it's like, say, people don't have to do those things immediately. They might come back to something in two weeks, but you don't want it to go off your radar. Yeah, exactly. So use a calendar item if it's in a few weeks time. But if you're expecting something by the end of the day, CC yourself, because I always used to think, I've oh, got to remember that, got to remember that, got to remember that. But I just CC myself. And that really helps. So I know that's going against the concept of inbox zero, but I just wanted to make the point. Don't chase it to a point that you you drive yourself around the bend. Yeah, good point. I like that one. Layla, any final top tips? Only ones that I've already mentioned, but just to kind of reiterate. So absolutely, I would customise the ribbon to make it useful. Um, I definitely always have the preview pane switched on on the right. And then use the quick steps. So set up rules behind those quick steps that quickly move emails into the relevant folders. Well, you've certainly inspired me to at least try it. You're going to try it. You know you're going to try it, Laura. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try it. I am going to try it. I'm scared now because people are going to go, did you do it? Did you do it? If I committed to it and I've said it out loud, people are going to ask me. I think it would be really good if you did. And if, if you want to chat about anything, you can give me a call. There's no going back. I, I think that's true. I mean, I've never seen Rich's inbox suddenly get out of control and neither has mine. Once you're there, I think you're there. It's just putting in the time first. So any final messages of motivation then for any school business leader listening to this and thinking, wow, okay, can I do it? I think it's the mindset. It's all about the mindset. Your, your email is your work. Your email is your things to do. So embrace it. It's the best thing you've got. All of us are in the business of communication, regardless of our exact job. Email is communication. And it's a good thing. So I think perception as well. You email as a fundamental tool and part of your working day. From from my point of view, a lot of it is associated with my mental well-being. I'll be honest with you. I know it's a term banded about a lot these days, but I think it's incredibly important and it really does allow me to focus and be comfortable that I know what's going on at what time and that everything is everything is covered. We were talking about this on the other podcast and we were saying we, we hadn't really thought about too much how notifications affect us the ping of the email or having it on your personal phone as well and like say I think those things become automatic that we don't really question it and when we stop doing it taking control of it for your own well-being can only be a good thing yeah I mean I, I took I took email off of my personal phone my work email off of my personal phone in terms of the application about a year ago and mm. I only ever access it if I want to through the browser now and that was a conscious decision and that's made a huge difference as well but I think I was able to do that because I knew that my emails were under control in the first place yeah so the psychological benefits are definitely it's not just as simple as let's create a new process or let's just make things tidy there are so many benefits to this that will be far-reaching if you find that day and do it I'm saying this partly to myself as well I will do it can't wait well, to hear about it. <laughs> well, I, I, you, you'll have you, you can't you can't stop there and saying you are gonna you will do it, Gloria. You gotta give us a time so we can come back and check up on you. Oh no! Oh no! Come okay, on, give right. yourself um, a date. Hmm. Okay, the thirty first of August. I will have it done by the end of the summer. Fantastic! Love it. No pressure now. 
I'm, not, I'm now sat here in, in mild panic. But yes, I will come <laughs> by the end of the summer. <laughs> oh, let, let's, let's start a movement. Oh, yeah, let's start a movement. I agree. You know, I, I feel like I always say this. I have to practice what I preach. So I've done it now. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Right. If anyone's got any questions for you guys about anything we've mentioned today, or if they want to find out more about this or about what you guys do, where can they find you? You can um, click through to us on our website. So www.schoolbusinessservices.co.uk. If you go to um, meet the team, you can click through to either Rich or I on there. Or you can just email us direct. So I'm ltovey at schoolbusinessservices.co.uk. Rich is our page at the same thing. Um, and yeah, we'd be glad to help. Or if anyone's got any feedback as well, it'd be always good to hear. Yes, please do tag us on social media and let us know if you do this. You can't leave me hanging on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to speak to you both and I really appreciate it. It's always good to hear about people who have done it and who speak so positively and practically about it as well. It can feel a bit mystical, I think, and a bit scary. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Laura. So there you have it. I am officially on the road to Inbox Zero and I am keeping a diary that I'm going to share with you once I've got it all figured out. Or not, as the case may well be. Like I said earlier, don't leave me hanging. Who's going to join me on this crazy Inbox Zero ride? Tag me on social media and let me know. My details are in the show notes at www.ljbusinessofeducation.co.uk And if you've got any questions for Layla or Richard, their details are in the show notes too. Remember, this show is available in all of the podcast directories. Just make sure you hit the subscribe button in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. And if you're listening to this podcast on an Apple device and you like what you've heard, it would be great if you could rate and review the show as it makes it easier for others to find it. You can rate and review the show by clicking the show in the Apple Podcast app, scrolling to the bottom and either tapping the stars to rate and or selecting write a review. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon.